as parents, we can feel an immense amount of pressure to create memories, to create joy for our children at all times of year, but especially around the holidays. So right now, as we're in the thick of the holidays between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we can feel that pressure mounting. We can be doing our shopping, accomplishing all of our things. And then no matter what we do, we can feel like it's not enough. Like there's one more thing that comes up that we're supposed to also do that with our kids. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. You guys know I'm all about finding ways to minimize both clutter and overspending. If you're looking to reduce your clothes spending while still having new styles to try, this is for you. I have a couple events coming up that I'd love to have new pieces for. With the clothes I got from Armoire, I can have multiple high-end options for the price of one outfit. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash debtfreemom. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash debtfreemom to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. So today, Kyle and I want to talk about how to create that joy, create those memories for our family without relying on having to have this massive budget that maybe we can't work into our finances this year and find ways to enjoy the holidays fully, that it doesn't have to be a second rate experience if you need to spend less this year on the holidays. Yeah, I think one of the things that we definitely paid attention to this last year, but I think we've kind of hinted around this concept for the last few years is engaging all five of your senses when it comes to making memories all the time, but especially during the the holiday season. Um, That could be a helpful way to frame what kind of experiences you want to bring to your household, how you want to engage your kids, and um, how you can make lasting memories together. I participated in MOPS, which is Mothers of Preschoolers, for several years when my kids were really little. And we had a guest speaker one time who came and talked about simple ways that moms of little ones can host in their home without being overwhelmed, without feeling like it has to be this giant production. And that was my main takeaway from her was that she said, think about all five senses. And if you can do like one thing for each of those senses, that can be all you do and your home will still feel cozy and welcoming. So, you know, like light one candle, take a, you know, tub of cookie dough from Walmart and put it in the oven and have it baking when they arrive and that hits your your smell sense. And so that has really stuck with me. And I applied that, especially to the holidays, to think about what creates memories. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, science that's far above what I'm able to understand that talks about why we have, you know, those smell memories or, you know, that you can smell something and you're instantly transported back to a certain moment in your life because that is so tied with the memories. And so that applies to Christmas too, is if we can have that context around what we are offering to our family, what we're bringing into our home, it can make this feeling of extra coziness, extra memories without needing to be, like I said, just buying one more thing in order to accomplish that. Yeah, so we wanted to go through all five senses and share some memories that each of us had 
from our childhood, things that we remember with each of those from around the holiday season, and then also share some things that we have done for our kids and for our own home in each of those five categories as well. And hopefully that just serves as a spark of inspiration for you and and for your family. And instead of being like an idea list that you have to do all of these things that we're going to mention, it's more just an encouragement that you're probably already doing a lot of them or could easily incorporate one of them into your next couple weeks in order to make it feel extra special without, like I said, needing to go above and beyond what you normally do. Let's start with maybe one of the less obvious ones. Let's start with our sense of touch. Okay. What are some things that you can incorporate into your own home that help you have that like tactile experience Mm -hmm. and create those memories? A few of them that are just touch would be like the extra cozy blankets, the pajamas. I just swapped out our kids sheets for flannel sheets, which they needed for winter anyway, since our bedrooms are really cold, but they are Christmassy patterns. And so that adds a little holiday touch to their room while still being a practical thing that they just needed for their room anyways. And then as far as like tactile, I think any sort of craft or activity that has them put things together. I know we've done ornaments in the past with what are they? Little popsicle sticks where you cut them a little bit smaller each time. So there's maybe five popsicle sticks together and they make a Christmas tree and then they decorate them. It's not about how fancy it is. Just the idea that you put two minutes of thought into something and pull it together onto the table and say, okay, we're going to decorate this thing. It could be something that you make out of toilet paper rolls or paper towel rolls or something. Pinterest is a great way to find things like that. Like just grab an egg carton and look up Christmas crafts with an egg carton and something's going to be there. A hundred things are going to be there. So I think things where the kids can actually be involved in making it is also a memory because it's not just the item that they remember. It's the activity, the time spent being together and making that, getting their hands dirty and whatever you're doing that helps with that too. One memory that I have of growing up is my family always made it a big deal to decorate the Christmas tree together. And we would get out our boxes of ornaments. Each of us had a little box of our own ornaments, stuff that we had made at elementary school that my mom kept or and my mom also is such a big gift giver. She loves to give each of the each of my siblings a different ornament every year to celebrate something that happened in our lives. So we have too many ornaments to hang on mm-hmm. one tree, but they're all wrapped in, we just took paper towels and had a little paper towel wrapped around it and have it in a shoebox. And just that sense of taking those big wads of paper towel, opening it, getting the cool looking ornament out mm-hmm. and then hanging it on the tree. Like the fact that we had all were unwrapping these things together and we also were listening to Christmas mm-hmm. music while we were doing it. And usually there'd be a candle and we got the smell of the Christmas tree in there. There's a lot of senses incorporated, but I, like when it comes to that tactile experience, I really remember opening up the shoebox, opening up those paper towels, with finding those cool ornaments, experiencing those memories all over again, and then being able to hang it on the tree together. Pick out a branch and put it on there mm-hmm. and have somebody say that it should be organized a different way. And yes. yeah, all of that, all that's good stuff for that. Yeah, I'm a huge fan year round, no matter what the temperature is outside of cozy plush blankets. So this is my season um, for pulling extra cozy blankets out and I have just I have like two or three that are kind of Christmassy that I put I I on purpose put away you know January and even though they could be used year round I choose to keep them set apart until Christmas time and then pull them out and swap out some of the blankets 
And that's an easy way. It's not even really decor, but you walk into the room and it feels Christmassy because there's a red throw blanket on the couch instead of an orange one or whatever. So that's a good those are very, I mean, you can get those at Walmart and Target for like 10 bucks for like a dark green one or a dark red one or something. Let's move on to another sense. Let's talk about Christmas or holiday sounds. Mm-hmm. How are those incorporated into? Why don't you go first since you're the musical one? <laughs> this is probably the biggest season of the year that has a dedicated soundtrack that goes along with it. You cannot escape. It seems like this year it was like mid-October started mm-hmm. here in I actually can't think of another like time of year where you change the music you're listening to specifically because of the month it is or whatever. Yeah. Arbor Day. That's a given. But yeah, outside of that, it's really just Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Growing up, there was like handful, and I mean, probably like three or four CDs that my parents put on. And that was that was Christmas music. That was like the definition of Christmas music. Amy Grant. Mm hmm. Christmas album that was for me it was yeah it was I mean 90s it was Celine Dion it was Mannheim Steamroller what else I we had Amy Grant yeah those are the essential and like you said it was a CD that you would put in and you would just listen to the album front to back yes I I want to say that like Garth Brooks might have a Christmas Christmas album Kenny G Mm. Kenny G we had several Kenny G Christmas albums yes so there are definitely songs that I hear now that are outside of like the classic Christmas songs that you just hear everywhere mm-hmm. every single year. They're more the deep cuts. And if I hear one of those, then I'm really transported back. back. To, yeah. Yeah. Kyle is an eight year old. Yeah. Whatever it was. Now I have started a Spotify playlist that I believe is over six days long of Christmas music. And now I've given up on that when I started over because it was just too long. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. Too much. I did. I just refreshed my own Spotify Christmas playlist and I deleted some albums that I just didn't want, like as I was on shuffle and I was like, I, I'm fast forwarding this every time. So then I added several, found some new ones of artists that I liked that had put out Christmas epi- or Christmas albums recently. And I just like having that on shuffle. I usually, we have a Google home in the dining room and I like to have that on shuffle, even if it's on pretty low. That's a central room in our house. So as we walk through, we can hear it. I like to put it on in the van. It's songs that the kids like to, you know, they know where they'll ask for a repeat. The other thing that we do is, Carly's a big proponent of this, is turning on a 10-hour YouTube video of a fireplace. Yeah. And that, so that's just... And that hits multiple. I mean, that's sound, sight. Like, that's all the things. But yeah, YouTube. And I don't like words to be in my music if I need to work on something. Like, if I'm going to read or get some work done or even if I'm just, like, something that needs to be focused. So if you go on YouTube, you can search, like, fireplace Christmas piano music, fireplace Christmas instrumental, fireplace Christmas jazz. We don't actually have a fireplace in our home. Obviously, if you have a working fireplace, that's even better. better. But we don't. And so we just take the living room TV and turn it on. It has the visual and the like cracking, popping noise of a fireplace. And then it's also playing Christmas music in the background. I've also found with our kids, too, they ask to watch a show a lot less if that's on because it's like, oh, the TV's on. They're not asking like to turn on something different. It kind of helps them to pull out a puzzle or a game or something and be sitting in the living room together. So yes, I turn that on often. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about holiday smells. 
<laughs> Hopefully all good ones. Yeah, hopefully good ones. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like candles. I bought a couple Christmas specific candles this year. Aldi has awesome options for, they have multiple sizes. So they have really, really small candles that are Christmassy all the way up to big ones. I like doing that, especially at the end of the day. I feel like when it's like you have lots of different normal smells in the house at the end of the day when you're changing diapers and cooking dinner at the same time. And it's really nice to light a candle and have it smell a lot better. We get a real Christmas tree every year. We don't have a fake one. And that also adds a smell. I mean, even just we brought it into the house like three or four days ago. And it's like, oh, it just smells so good. Like that actual like pine smell in the living room. And we need to get lights on the tree. We haven't done that yet. But once you light it, then the that like warms up the smell. It like brings out the aroma even better. So I really like that too. And I think even if you're not, let's get a real Christmas tree kind of person. I don't understand that. I don't empathize with that. But. I do understand that the people exist. <laughs> so even if that's not you, I would say you could capture the same effect by getting a live wreath mm -hmm. or do a Charlie Brown mini tree. You can still bring that evergreen yeah. smell into your house, which is wonderful yeah. without having to get a giant Christmas tree. Yeah. Soap is another one. I found a really, I usually get hand, like holiday kind of hand soap and I got a really good pack of different four different scents that are they have like a little santa on the jar or whatever but they're like i think it's cinnamon and orange and pine and what are the other what's the other one i've been um, using the orange spice and orange spice okay pretty good yeah but that's another one that like you wash your hands frequently as you're you know in the bathroom or in the kitchen or whatever and, and having like a holiday kind of scent just makes it feel more holiday related i don't know what's that <laughs> <laughs> holiday-ish I, I thought you just ended that I, I I had ended it but then I was like that doesn't make sense by itself <laughs> holiday-ish holiday-ish when it seems like there should be more left in your bank account and your money seems too complicated to keep track of the debt-free mom custom budget service takes the guesswork out of your next budget send us your real numbers and you'll receive two versions of your pay period budget the original so you can see how your money is currently flowing and a suggested budget with changes we recommend to prioritize your money goals. Sign up for your custom budget today at debtfreemom.co slash custom. We got two more senses. Let's talk about holiday taste. Yeah. And that goes with smell too. I mean, like really cook, baking cookies and having those kinds of things together. We've decorated cookies with our kids probably every year since our oldest was old enough to actually participate in that. That's another one, I guess, that's not really taste because sprinkles don't have a taste. But if you can buy like the cheap, like red and green Christmassy sprinkles and add them to anything and then just call it like Christmas yogurt, Christmas pancakes, like just adding that word in front of it. I promise you, like if your children are eight and under, they will eat that up. They will absolutely love it. And it takes almost no effort. So I've done that for years, adding it into the pancakes, even, you know, a couple of drops of like green food coloring and then putting red sprinkles on it. And it's like a Christmas pancake. Grinch pancakes, you could call them. That's a very easy way to up the up the memory factor without a lot of effort. So grab a jar of Christmas sprinkles if you can next time. And then, yeah, decorating cookies, that activity is very quintessential Christmas. I mean, I remember that, for, you know, if we're going to talk about our own childhoods, I definitely remember that from my own childhood of like 
Some people were baking the cookie, the sugar cookie cutouts, and then other people were decorating them, always putting way too much frosting and sprinkles on it to make it like not even taste good because it had so much on there. But it wasn't about that. It wasn't about making it be the best looking cookie. It was just that activity of doing that. The taste memory that I associate most with Christmas is a, when I was a teenager for several several years when I was like junior high, high school, we had a, a tradition that we started and then kind of quickly abandoned, but it was a, f- a few years at running where we did a fondue dinner mm. on Christmas Eve. And so we had uh, a pot of oil and we cooked little steak mm-hmm. bites. And then one year we did like a cheese fondue mm-hmm. with some bread that you dipped in there. I think we only did it a handful of years, but that was not something that we did ever mm-hmm. other than other than yeah. that. And so it was like a very special like kind of mm-hmm. cooking. We did it. It was all together mm-hmm. that's kind of the point of fondues you're all yeah around the table you're cooking it together um and it was just a novel experience because we didn't have that kind of meal really mm-hmm. any other time so that for me i always look back on mm-hmm. and that uh, is pretty special mm-hmm. i would not say it was like the most gourmet meal of all time um, but that wasn't the point it was not the point right mm-hmm. the point was it was different yep. and it was time spent together mm-hmm. and even though it only happened maybe three or four times in my whole mm-hmm. life, like I still vividly remember those yeah. times. A couple of things I'm thinking of as you're saying that are each year I try to buy something related to the holidays that is not going to be just for one year that I can use multiple times. So last year I brought I bought a set of six small plates that are Christmas, like they're ceramic plates. I think one of them says, oh, what fun. And then another one has like, it's plaid, I think, plaid, red and green. And so we'll pull those out. I have them set aside right now we're not using them yet but as it gets closer then like if we're serving you know the pancake breakfast that has the cinnamon rolls I'll serve it on these Christmas plates instead of the regular ones and that just makes it like the kids think that's really special so I bought those last year still have them this year and then this year I bought these little five dollars each snowman mugs that are very small they're eight ounces each which is ideal for kids and we've served hot chocolate in them to the kids And again, a very low impact way to just be like, oh, my gosh, look at this snowman. That's my mug. You know, like they're they're identical. I bought four identical ones. And the very first thing the kids did when I came home from the store was pick out which one was theirs, which I don't even know. We didn't even label them, but they were just so convinced that like one of them needed to be theirs. But that like I smile every time I open that coffee mug cabinet and there's just four little snowmen at the top and so the and the kids like kids love routines like that and to anticipate something like that so when they ask like can we have hot chocolate for you know night snack or whatever it's an easy yes it's very simple to make and then just doing it in those snowman mugs is another Christmassy thing so like just having those little touches that aren't like one-time use things where you're not paying money to do something one time and then you have to pay if you want to do it again and then having, you know, that dedicated bin of Christmas stuff. I have a red and white tablecloth that I pull out at Christmas time too and just stick it on our dining table. So when you walk through the room, it feels more Christmassy. And so it's just those little things, like even for the two of us, what we're remembering about our own childhood experiences is nothing extravagant and everything ordinary. Mm-hmm. And so doing those ordinary things multiple times over the years for the kids is what will build, you know, that that's going to be what they remember. An embarrassing thing about that for myself is that this week on Instagram, I said, I didn't do stockings as a child. 
And I got a little long text message from my mom being like, actually, we did stockings every single year. And I was mortified when I got that text message because I felt bad, but I genuinely don't remember it. And so that was, I really like reflected on that as a parent now, because I was like, oh, I could be pouring time and money into something that they're going to have no memory of. But then on the flip side, I do have big memories of other things that are random, you know, that have uh, meaning or significance. And so it's just, a, a, I think, a refreshing and hopefully helpful, even though I feel bad for my mom, helpful reminder as a parent that what we think is going to matter is probably not going to be the thing that matters. And what feels really small, like tossing some sprinkles onto their yogurt, is going to be the thing that they talk about forever. Mm -hmm. Let's cover our last sense, and that's Christmas sight. <laughs> sight. Yes. I mean, this is a, I feel like this is an easy one. With Chris I, I saved it for last. Okay. <laughs> Wanted to give us a softball at the yeah. end here. Drive around and look at lights. But really, like, it, it, especially they didn't have, when we were kids, there were not people like decking out their houses with like coordinated shows where you turn your radio on and you do the whole music thing. I did have another memory I have is that our next door neighbor, I think they moved when I was probably nine or 10. So they didn't live there the whole time. But for my younger years, our next door neighbor completely decked out their house like top to bottom. You couldn't even see the roof. You couldn't see the yard. They had a Santa in a sleigh with reindeer on their roof, like an actual one that was up on their roof. It was not like the flat wooden board that's painted. It was metal. With a, with a fake Santa in it and then laid these actual like light up reindeer in okay. front of it that would be like, I remember my room. I had a room, a bedroom in the front of our house and it would glow at night when I would go to bed with all the lights off because of how much their house was decorated. And so it wasn't like the LED shows. Like I said, it wasn't like the coordinated whatever. It was just straight up traditional Christmas lights completely covering the entire front of their house. And that's that's a big memory for me, too, of like, what are the Tronics going to do this year with having everything out there? And we were sad when they moved because it was so fun to see everything that they did. So, yeah, driving around and just seeing what other people are doing. A lot of areas, especially a lot of cities, have like the neighborhoods that are known for it, where you actually like make a whole production mm -hmm. of going and driving up and down every road because that neighborhood's known for it. I know we have probably three or four houses in our area that do the whole lights and you know sit in front of it and listen to the different songs that yeah. are coordinated we put hot chocolate in a thermos and go drive around and do and that's mm -hmm. always really fun when it comes to looking at nice things for christmas engaging that sense i thought of three things besides christmas lights one is growing up my mom was into these ceramic little houses. She called them the snow village. That might actually be the product. Name. Yeah, a Christmas village. Christmas yeah. village. But she had dozens of these little things that she would set up as she collected more of them. And as I had younger siblings, she would have to put them like really high on bookshelf <laughs> so we didn't break them. And we still did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do remember that was always a marker of like, Christmas season is here because mm -hmm. my mom got the snow village mm -hmm. out of the crawl space and put them up. So just like specific decorations that you only bring out at holiday time. Christmas movies it is a mm -hmm. huge marker of the season for me. It is not Christmas time until you have watched Elf. Elf, yeah. Until you have watched Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. Those, those two for me mm -hmm. are definitive. All right, now I am in the Christmas mood because I've seen these two movies. Yeah. So 
that and there's you know a million things on netflix and on streaming and whatever mm-hmm. but there's probably only going to be a couple that are quality memory makers and especially if they're, if they're watching year after year you can use those as a marker for the holiday season mm-hmm. and then the third one is my favorite christmas tradition that i did not do growing up at all and that we have only instituted in our family our oldest was three mm-hmm. when i first started doing it it is it's exactly the same as elf on the shelf but we don't have one of those little elf Guys, we have a tiny stuffed Santa. And I don't even know where it came from. No idea. I I don't. I didn't buy it. Nope. It showed up. Someone someone gave it to us. It's a Christmas miracle <laughs> that we have this little stuffed. It's Santa. like the size of a beanie baby, but yeah. it's Santa. Yes, with much less build build control <laughs> build quality than a beanie baby does. It has a it has a beard about the size of mine, mm-hmm. but it the mouth is sewn on to the beard, and you yep. flip the beard up. There's no mouth on yep. Santa. Yep. So, you know, it's it's that thing. But what happens every night starting in December is Santa. Or sometimes in the morning when you remember. <laughs> sometimes Santa has trouble remembering to hide. But he, he Santa hides somewhere in our house. And then it's always a big deal for the kids to wake up and go mm-hmm. find it. So usually he's not as mischievous as some of the elf on the shelf stuff that yeah. Seen online. I don't even truly know what Elf on the Shelf is, but I think that the MO of it is to make a mess of something and be yeah. like, oh, the elf was naughty last night. And I'm not cleaning. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, Santa usually just hides in a different spot in our house. Or, or sets something up creative. Like, yes. has one of my favorite ones is Santa had reindeer, but they were like, our play dinosaurs and it was in the bathtub because we used the play like dinosaurs and dolphins and stuff as bath toys and the kids had to find santa and so it was like santa and he had like pairs of dinosaur you know four pairs of dinosaurs so it looked like santa in his sleigh mm-hmm. i think santa might have even been like in a monster truck or something yeah but just things that like no matter how many times we do it the kids just like freak out when they find him what really solidified this as a tradition for us is that once I started hiding this Santa thing around our house, when he was three and four, our oldest, when he would find Santa, he would just have this like outrageous reaction where he would pretend that he was so mad at Santa for whatever he was But he doing. was truly pretending. Like he wasn't actually mad. He was like smiling while trying to be mad. Yeah. And so he would find Santa and he'd pick him up for whatever he was doing. <laughs> and he's like, that's my book. And then you would throw the Santa across mm-hmm. the room and it made us cry laugh every We're time. laughing so oh hard every time. And so now I hid Santa for the first time this year. And we're just remembering when he was very little and had that reaction this year. He, he's uh, eight and a half now. He's, he's eight and a half now. And when the first morning when we hid Santa, our youngest son found Santa and made a big deal about it and was very excited. Found Santa hiding in the Christmas tree. And our oldest said, yeah, I saw him earlier, but I wanted them to find it. Like, I, le- I left him so we could find it. I was like, oh, like yes. you've made that transition. <laughs> he's a, he's in on the game now. Which yeah. Is fun. Yeah. So those are a lot of different things that we do to kind of engage all of our senses at Christmas time during the holidays. They're not prescriptions for something you have to do. But if you can think through that framework of how do you use all five of your senses, those really help to make. Mm-hmm those core memories for your kids, for your family, Mm -hmm. and help you just to enjoy the season a little bit more without 
having to go spend a ton of money on Mm -hmm. bigger and better gifts. We've constantly found that we can get creative with what we do and that by being the one who sets the tone for how excited we are about something, the kids will match that energy. So if you, like I said, something as simple as putting some sprinkles on pancakes and then if you blare some Christmas music and you're like, you guys, it's Grinch pancakes, they will match that energy. Like they will get excited and it takes very little effort and very little money in order to accomplish that. So I just wish you a great holiday season. Merry Christmas and hope that you make some great memories with your family this year. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Mom podcast. If you want to join me as a guest on the show, go to dfmpodcast.com. The Debt-Free Mom podcast is hosted by me, Carly Hill, and is produced, edited, and mixed by Kyle Hill. Music for this episode was written by Kyle Hill. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening to join in with every new episode as we grow our confidence and contentment in our personal finances. 